the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the Gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
encourage you to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. All right. Lift up your hand to heaven. Let's worship the Lord. Father, we worship you. Begin to worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Mimbrondoro boshikikere masukala mamandori amama. Imboro avazaka baba 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 baba. Imboro boze boro mamoze bendere moro moze brende. Imboro boze boro kotori keberele moshikere mamama. We worship you this morning. We worship you. We lift you up. We lift you up on high, Lord. Be lifted up, Lord. Be lifted up, Lord. Be lifted up, Lord. Be lifted up, Lord. Oh, Mandara Masukele Moshikere Le Boze Boru Kotori Kemu. Boru Boze Boru Boze Brende Boru. So be exalted, O Lord, above the heavens. Let that glory be over all the earth. Let thy glory be over all the earth. Be exalted, O Lord, above the earth. for this afternoon. Be lifted up, Lord. Be lifted up, Lord. Oh, mandara bashikere de bosiburama kotoriya Hallelujah. Amen. All right. We are studying the book Lycos or Lycos or Lycos. Which one would you want? Lycos or Lycos? Lycos. Okay. So, how many of you have copies? If you have a copy, lift up the, your copy. Let me see. If you have a copy, lift up your copy. Okay. If you don't have a copy, lift up your hand. Hallelujah. We are in church. If you don't have a copy, lift up your hand. Okay. When I said, if you have a copy, lift up your hand, only five people. If you don't have a copy, lift up your hand to only five people. 
So some of you are in between copy and, and not copy. So you are neutral. You don't have a copy? You want a copy? Rhoda, do you have a copy? It's finished. Oh. Okay, so try and find one for Naira. Nayara. Nayira. All right. So let's be ready for the word. So we are going to talk about Lycos or Lycos. It's about laymen, lay people, lay pastors, and volunteers. Amen. So what do we know about lay people and why the emphasis on lay people? In chapter 4, verse 2, I'll be dealing with only two points, and hopefully that will be enough. Then we'll go home. Amen. Oh, you are saying amen. You want to go home? Just kidding. All right. The point two it says that it is possible or possible to combine secular work with the ministry. It is possible to combine secular work with the ministry. Amen. And the reason why this book is important is to disabuse the minds of Christians concerning the work of the ministry. Because many people think that, or have come to believe that when it comes to church work, or actually doing Christian work, it's only a priest that must do it. You see? So we don't place emphasis on um, the Christian work the way we should. Everything must be done by people who are paid to do it. And because of that, Christianity is not going on the way it must go. It's not going forward the way the Lord wanted Christianity to go. Amen. So that is what we're going to talk about. Now, in chapter 4, verse 2, um, Bishop talks about the fact that people believe that if you are preaching of the gospel, then you must eat of the gospel. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 14, it says that even so has the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. It's not what is in the Bible. It's not what is in the Bible. That if you preach of the gospel, then you must live of the gospel. That means that when you preach, you must be paid. Is that not so? Oh, are you here or you have gone home? Are you sleeping or you are in a church? So be active. I'm preaching with you, okay? If I see that you are sleeping, I'll mention your name. And the whole church will know that you are sleeping. Amen. Amen. Or you think I, I can't do it? With God, all things are possible. Amen. All right. So 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 14 says that the Lord has determined and ordained that everyone who preaches the gospel must live of the gospel. 
Therefore, if a pastor is preaching the gospel, or you decide to preach the gospel, then you must be paid. If you decide to do the work, and if you decide to come and... The gospel is not only the preaching, but the preparation of the place for the gospel to be preached is also part of the gospel, isn't it? So when, if you, if, when you come and sweep, or you clean the place and make the place ready for the church to go on, then you must also be paid, isn't it? Very good. So we have decided that we are going to pay all those who do those things. How many agree with, with, with the church that we should begin to pay people who come and sweep and people who come? If I would even make it, we would be very, very generous. Even when you walk and come to church, we'll pay you for walking and coming to church. Amen. But you see, that is, that is how people interpret the Bible without reading the rest. Because the same person that says that the Lord has ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel goes on to say in verse 15, okay, and I want you at the back to be very fast, verse 15 says that, but I have used none of these things, neither have I written these things, that it should be so done unto me. So even though Paul is saying that those who live of the gospel, who preach the gospel, must live of the gospel, he's put a but there. Amen. And when you notice that there's a but there, you must, it all depends on where the but is. Do you, do you understand? Have you heard of the, 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 the story of the pastor who was preaching about the but? He was preaching, and then he asked uh, 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 um, an usher. His name is Harry Butts, Harry Butts, B-U-T-T-S. You see, and you know American, when, they're, when they're pronouncing Harry, it sounds hairy, you know. You know, Harry, Harry, Harry Butts, you know. So he was preaching, and then the two ladies were coming. <clears throat> And then this usher, who is called Harry Butts, you know, was coming with the two ladies. And there was no place, you know, so the, the man, the, and he, they were like disturbing the pastor. So, so the pastor said, will those two ladies with Harry Butts please sit down? Oh man, the women, the women were so offended. You see? So they, they, even, they went back. They said the pastor has insulted them. But the, but the pastor was only mentioning somebody's name. And so he, he, he thought he was saying that they, they have a hairy, hairy bat. Okay. All right. I am, I am holy. I'm, I'm just saying. This is a story I'm saying. Eh? Okay. You haven't said anything, isn't it? All right. So I'm preaching. So... <laughs> That neither have I written this thing that it should be done, so done unto me. For it were better for me to die than that any man should make my glory void. So even though he's entitled to those benefits, he's saying that I don't want, I don't want it. I don't want to be paid. Because, you see, when people pay you, they say that he who pays the piper, that's what? 
cause the tune. Oh, you but why? You are so cold. Oh, you don't know the, the, the proverb that he who pays the piper cause the tune. Oh, you don't know that. If you pay the piper, you come for the tune. Oh, you don't know what the piper is. Do, who knows? Who, how many of you know what the piper is? Oh, many of oh, so that's why. Okay, I understand. Okay. <laughs> it, should be, it means I didn't go to good schools. If you went to good schools, you'll be reading uh, literature and stuff that will tell you about Piper English, just in where Piper came from. Amen. All right. Next time, next time ask your father why he didn't take you to Adisada College. All right. Some people will insult me, but I don't care. All right. So he's saying that he does. So this is the basis for lay ministry. That even though I am entitled to be paid, I decide that I don't want to be paid. But I'd rather do the work for God. Do you, understand, do, you, do you understand it? The basis of lay ministry and volunteerism is the fact that even though I am entitled, I have to be paid. Those are the benefits that must accrue to me. I decide that I don't want it. But I would rather do the work freely. But I am doing it because I know that it is God who is going to reward me. Because when you continue to verse 16, go to verse 16. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Verse 17. For if I do this thing willingly, I do what? I have a reward. If I do it willingly, I have a reward. Because, you see, look, it is better to be rewarded by God than by man. It is far, far better to be rewarded by God. Hallelujah. Because when God is rewarding you, he has no strings attached. But when a man is rewarding you, there are no strings attached. Today he rewards you, tomorrow... You see, as you watch, you want you to do some things for you. They're saying that there's no free lunch. Isn't it? Yeah. So as he's paying you, he's also saying a whole lot of things. Demanding a whole lot of things. But when you know that God is the one who is going to reward you, you do it wholeheartedly. Amen. And I would prefer that God reward me than you rewarding me. That's why I have decided, decided that I won't get paid. That is why Reverend said that he won't get paid. Amen. If you pay us, we won't take it. If you decide to pay us, we won't take it. Why? Is it by force? Ah, we are, we are, we are holding ourselves. Yes, we are holding ourselves. And we are saying that we won't get paid. Is it not so? Uh huh. So you can't, you can't, you can't do anything about it. What's up, if you decide to pay us, we won't take what? Hallelujah. But listen, see, sometimes people, people, people want to be so spiritual and religious. And they want to, it's like, oh, why do you want a reward from God? So the question is, is, is it okay to, 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 to demand or expect a reward from God whilst you are doing the work of God? Is it okay? To, to expect a reward from God. Is it okay? Is it okay to demand or to expect a reward from God? 
What do you think? The spiritual people say no. The carnal people say yes. Is it okay? What do you think? It's okay to, to, to expect a reward from God. Because Paul himself is saying that I have a reward. Amen. It, 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 look, in Hebrews 11, where we talk about faith, we only talk about one part, but there's another part to it. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says that for without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that, one, he is, and that he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. So he's not only a God who is, but you must also believe that he rewards. That is faith. Amen. We have only talked about that part where he says that he, he is. You must believe that, yeah, God is. Yeah, you must. But he says that you must also believe that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Amen. So it's not, it's not, it's not wrong to, to, to expect God to, to reward you. Do you, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. God rewards. Amen. Look at... Um, um, look at, look at, look at... Um, I want to go somewhere, but I, I don't know where I should go. Okay. Hebrews chapter 10. Or what's why in Hebrews 11? Go to Hebrews uh, verse 24. Verse 24. Verse 24, 26. Even Moses. Moses was motivated by the fact that he was going to be rewarded. Amen. So by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses was doing it because he had respect unto the recompense of reward. He knew he was going to be compensated, he knew he was going to be rewarded. Hallelujah. So that is, that is a motivation for, for some of us who are doing the work of God. Because, you see, the truth of the, of the matter is that if you are going to seek reward from men, you are going to be offended if you are a lay pastor. Do you understand? Because sometimes the very people that you are helping are the people who are insulting you. The very people you are helping are the, are the people who are even comparing the way you helped uh, 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 a and B and that you discriminated against C you should have done the same thing for A the way you did for B you see so even though you are also a human being with many responsibilities even at home many people don't even care about that as long as I'm having my outdooring the pastor must come you see I've been a chef for a long time well, I'm, I'm outdooring, my, my, my pastor must come. If the pastor doesn't come, from that time it becomes an offense. Isn't it? Yeah, especially if the week before you went to Sister Ajoy's outdooring. And now this time, 
It's my outdoor haven't come. It's because he likes Sister Ajua more than Sister Akosia. Hallelujah. So, it becomes very, very difficult. But if you know that whatever you do, it is God who is going to reward you, you do it with a particular, you know, certain kind of attitude. Amen. All right. Look at chapter 10, Hebrews 10, verse um, 35 to 36. Hallelujah. Quickly, I, want, I have some verses to, to read, so make it fast. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense for what? Of reward. Cast that thing, not, not, don't cast it away. Because there is compensation. Hallelujah. There is compensation. I'm just trying to encourage you and let you know that whatever the Bible says that he is, he's not unrighteous to forget our work and labor of love. He is not. So, so, let's not turn the whole thing, the whole work of God, and, and, and that is what has happened to the church in general. And because of that, it is actually affecting the way Christianity must, must, must grow. Hallelujah. Because we are leaving everything to a select few. Look, in Christianity, there was nothing like a superstar. That has never been the... the, 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 the the will of God. You see, you see, if you want to see the will of God about the church, look at the way the church was in the beginning. Okay? The way the church behaved in the beginning when it, 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 I mean, it came into being. That is how you must know that this is the will of God for the church. How they behaved. Look, I can tell you a lot of things. And some may, 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 may misunderstand it, so I won't say some of them. Do you understand? But even the way they took offerings, well, I mean, the way they, the money matter was different. The way uh, 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 um, they, they shared money was different. The, the way they preached was different. The thing they said, the goal was different. And you can see that because of that, there were a lot of miracles. One of the reasons why we are lacking we are not seeing miracles, it's because you're not doing things the way they, if you want to get the results of what somebody did, then you must do what the person did to get that result. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. If you want to get a result of what the person did, then do what the person did to get a result. But we want to do things differently and get the same result. You see, it, it cannot work that way. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you another verse. I'm still on rewards. Amen. It's important for me to show you this. There's a verse that I like very much. It's Psalm 127, verse 3. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his word. Are you, are you, are you seeing this verse the way, the way it is? When I started reading it, I was, a, I was a bit confused. You know why I was confused? You can't see the confusion. You can't see the confusion in it. What? It says that children are an heritage. When, if it's an heritage, then you don't work for it. Do, do, you, do you understand? Something that you inherit, you just inherit it. If you inherit money from your father, 
It's not, you, have, you, don't, you don't work for it. So you can't say that it's a reward. A reward is something that you do and you are rewarded. If you get paid, it's because you worked. Are you seeing it? So in the first part is saying that children are, it's like a blessing. It's a heritage of the Lord. Then it comes and says that, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. So it, it looks like a contradiction here. But you see, there's no contradiction. The children are a heritage. They come by grace. But the fruit of the womb, you see, the fruit of the womb, you only get it by working and God rewards it. In other words, there is, you put work into producing the fruit. Raising a child is not the same as just getting the child. You have to, you have to work at it. And then God rewards you for the work that you do. Are you understanding it? Uh-huh. So you cannot just leave your child and say, that, oh, ask for a child there. God will raise him. No. You have to, if, you have to discipline when there's, you, should be, you should discipline. Amen. You have to cane your child when you have to cane. Some of you don't want to cane your children. You, you were caned. That's why you are, you, you, you are the way you are. Very respectful. Now, you come to America, you don't want to kill your, your children. You think your children are some superheroes. That's why they are giving you problems. Yes, sometimes you must slash them. Sometimes you must knock them. You must knock them. Oh, Pastor Davis. Sometimes you have to knock them. Look, I went to Tracy Tower some time ago. I was so sad. The children in Tracy Towers, the Ghanaian children there, oh, it's, it's terrible. Tracy Towers, I was so sad. Ga Ga children of Ghanaian parents, people who were raised in Ghana with that kind of discipline, and you brought forth children here, you come discipline them. You are the problem, not them. You have a very big problem. Some of the people, they, when the children are speaking slangs, it's like they, 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 they've gone to heaven. Just slangs. Because they did that, you know what I'm saying? You know, they were mommy, you know. I don't like this one. Oh, man, go, oh, come on, man, mommy. And that's all. So because of that, they cannot discipline their children because their children, they're Americans. So the mom, they need kings themselves. Hallelujah. Even Peter, look, the Lord himself, Matthew chapter 10, uh, Mark chapter 10, go to Mark 10, Mark 10, 28, 31. Mark 10, Peter, you know Peter, Peter asks questions that all of us want to ask, but they, we can't ask. Do you realize, sometimes there are some people, when you go for a meeting, they ask questions that you want to ask, but you are scared to ask. And uh, that was Peter. Peter asked Jesus, said, so, Lord, we have left our houses. We have left our jobs. We have, we have sacrificed, oh Lord. We have sacrificed by me, my uh, Peter and co-fishing fishing, uh, uh, industries. 
We have abandoned all of them. So, Lord, now what is going to happen? You see, and you would think the way we are, we are so spiritual and religious, we would think that the, Jesus Christ was going to rebuke him. He said, hey, Peter, be spiritual, okay? Be spiritual, okay? Why are you so carnal-minded? But Jesus Christ, they said, then Peter began to say unto him, no, we have left all and followed thee. Then Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake, and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now. You see, in this time, because many people try to make it about heaven, that you think you are going to receive, sometimes religion is wicked though. Because sometimes you, you don't understand why they would think that you, they will say that, oh, you only get reward in, in heaven. What, what are you going to do with lands in heaven? No, no, you think about it. What are you going to do with lands in heaven? What are you going to do with houses in heaven? What do you need the houses for? It says that a mother or wife, you don't need a mother or wife in heaven. Do you, do you hear me? You don't need a wife in heaven. If you're going to get a wife, get it here. In heaven, there is no wife. If you need a wife, get it here. And do your best here. Because in heaven, there is no wife, there is no husband. Eh? I mean, sometimes stupidity is exalted. I mean, I mean you, you, you're telling people that if they kill themselves, they will have 70 virgins in heaven. Meanwhile, you yourself, you can't even marry 10 virgins here. You can't get virgins here. And you are expecting virgins in heaven. 70. Hey! I, I was looking at I said, these people, they are very lustful. I mean, all, it takes only a lustful person to, to wish that you will get 70 virgins. How kind of... You, what kind of testosterone do you have? Ah, how much testosterone do you have to, to a 70? Go and ask Solomon the suffering that he suffered. Go and ask Solomon. 70. Some people want to cry, they are struggling. Share. Some people are one, they are struggling. Pastor Abraham, I used to worry, I said, Pastor Abraham, do your best. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. He <laughs> shall receive houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children. And do you realize that when he's talking about the rewards, he didn't, say, he didn't talk about wives? You see, he said he will give wife, but when he came to raise, he, <coughs> <coughs> some people wanted wives to be there, but there's no, there's no wives, no wives. When it comes to the reward, the wife will be a quality wife. Yeah, it will be a quality wife, but no wives. Single wife, but quality. Amen. With persecutions. And in the world to come to, you have eternal life. 
डबो 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 इमेन सो माई ब्रदर एंड सिस्टर्स अबाव ऑल अबाव ऑल वी टॉकिंग अबाउट द रिवॉर्ड देयर इज वन रिवॉर्ड दैट यू सी ऑल दिस रिवॉर्ड्स आर ग्रेट बट देयर इज वन रिवॉर्ड दैट इज सो द बाइबल कॉल्स इट एन एक्सीडिंग ग्रेट रिवॉर्ड इन जेनेसिस चैप्टर 15 वर्स 1 देयर इज अ रिवॉर्ड दैट इज 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 अबाव ऑल इमेन Genesis 15 verse 1 After these things the word of Jehovah came unto Abraham in a vision saying fear not Abraham I am thy shield and thy great reward no that exceeding great reward Jesus is our exceeding great reward Hallelujah when 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 he comes He is your reward. He is your reward. Because you see he is your wisdom. He is resurrection. So when when just guys said that I am the resurrection. I, resurrection is a person. So I am the resurrection. I am your reward. When you have Jesus, he is the exceeding great reward. Hallelujah. Yeah. He is expecting great reward. But let me tell you something. You see, the reason why the lay ministry is so important and that we have to work for God. Listen. Christianity is based on what the Lord allows him to do for uh, allows him to do for him. You understand? When okay, let like, well, how how do I how do I put this? Your life is measured by what you do for him. Listen to me carefully. Your life, not only your life, but everything on earth is measured by what it's done for the Lord, whether it is secular or it is spiritual. That is why in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 it says that for we 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 have been created as his workmanship to do good works okay to do good works the whole world everything that anybody does is measured by how the person impacts the kingdom that's why many, many Christians don't know whatever is done look whether the person is unbeliever or not it is measured by what the person does to impact God's kingdom and many people don't realize that That is why you see you do not have to help somebody to do things that will destroy God's kingdom. Look. In the book of in the book of Kings, I have verses but I want to keep on preaching so that I don't In the book of Kings, when you read or 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 you you only notice one thing. I'll give you a, a one example. In in chapter 1 uh, uh, Kings 22 It talks about Ahab and his children and all the kings. One thing, one look, some of the kings ruled for 35 years. Some ruled for 10 years, 15 years. But in all when God is describing their rule, all he says is that this king ruled for this and in his time 
the groups, the groups, no, he removed the idols or he established the temple. That is all. That is all. Whatever they did did not matter. Oh, you don't believe me? You don't believe me? Look, go to First Kings 22, then let me give you an example. You, 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 you won't believe me. First Kings 22. Go to verse 20. Let me see. Go to um, go to 39. Go 39. Quickly, quickly, quickly. 39. Now the rest of the acts of Ahab and all that he did and the ivory house which he made and all the cities that he built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? And Ahab slept with his fathers in Ahaziah, his son reigned in his stead. And Jehoshaphat, the son of Asa, began to reign over Judah in the fourth year of Ahab, king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 25 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Azuba, the daughter of Shilhi. And he walked in all the ways of Esau, his father. He turned not aside from it, doing that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Nevertheless, the high places were not taken away, for the people offered and burnt incense yet in the high places. So for all the years that he ruled, that is all, all, all that God said about him. Are you seeing it? Were there not economic activities there? Were there not social activities there? But when it comes to God measuring the person's reign, it is about his kingdom. Are you seeing it? Okay, go to verse, uh, verse 46 and 47. 46. And the remnant of the Sodomites. Go to 45. 45 and let's. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat and his might that he should and, and how he would. Are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings? Now he's going to tell us how God sees his rule. 36. And the remnant of the Sodomites which remained in the days of his father Asa, he took out of the land. Do you know who the Sodomites are? Do you know who the Sodomites are? You are quiet. Do you know who's, who are you Sodomites? You won't respond. Do you know who Sodomites are? If you don't know, you don't know. It's not a shame. So that I can explain. That's why I ask you. If I know that you know, then I go on. Okay, it's not, it's not meant to embarrass you. Okay, I want to know so that I move on or I stay and explain. Okay, do you know who Sodomites are? Okay, have you heard of Sodom and Gomorrah? What are they doing in Sodom and Gomorrah? Okay, so when you say Sodomites, that's what it means. Okay, that was what they were doing in Sodom. And he's saying that in the remnant of the Sodomites. You see, so everything that he, that he, he, he did, that's all God talks about him. One good thing he did was that he removed the Sodomites. And yet we have people here now in America who are now bringing in Sodomites. And we have Christians supporting them. It's unfortunate. I don't want to go there. You let me continue. <laughs> have you heard that 
Bishop, Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams has been barred from coming to America. Yeah, he has been barred from coming to America. Why? Because he refused to officiate a wedding, a gay wedding in America. Yes. He's been barred from America. This is the legacy of your own favorite president, Barack Obama. That's his legacy. He's been bad. I'm not joking. It's, it's in the news. He's been bad. All because he's... I mean, some of, some of Christians... I don't understand some Christians. Look. You say... You, you, so This fake outrage... It's okay. You let, me, let me continue. Fake outrage. You say you're outraged over a man talking, talking about women and all these things. The same people who are outraged are not outraged over the people who are saying that you, you're a woman, you say you're outraged, but you're not outraged over the people who are saying that a man can come to your bathroom, public bathroom, just because he feels that he's a woman. That's why you're not outraged. Come on, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with you if you are thinking that way. You are, there's something wrong with you. Yes, be outraged over what he said. But what about the people who are actually, you are in a public place, somebody can just, a man can just come just because he feels that he's a woman. And come and look at your, your bum bum. He can come and look at your bum bum and everything. And probably even if there's nobody, he can even rape you. That is no concern at all. But somebody saying, this election is about a carnal man and a demonic woman. That's, that's what it is. I mean, I've said it. it that's how I see it. It's carnal person versus demonic. That's the election. All right? I know you don't want me to say it, but I will say it. You're not happy with me, but I will say it. Hallelujah. All right. So, um, where are we? Jesus. Okay, yeah. So what I'm trying to say, to let you see, is that your, your life... It's measured by what you do for the Lord. Whether you were the richest person in the world, it doesn't matter. You understand? Whether you build the, the most beautiful house in the world, it does not matter. You could have married ten wives, it does not matter. What it matters to God is how you impacted the kingdom. Yes. So for me, I measure everything. My politics is about how the person is affecting the kingdom. That's all. I don't hate anybody. But I measure everything. So those who know me, you know, everything I say is about how do I, how, this, how I see this. That's a, does it, does, is it in line with the scriptures? What you are saying, is it in line with scriptures? That's all I, 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 I if it doesn't fall in line with scriptures, I know there's no way. You can talk about you love me, you love me, you love me. It doesn't matter to me. My Lord matters first. His kingdom matters first. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, so let's go to point five. Point five. We talked about the reward, amen, and the fact that you, you need to work for, for God to reward you. And I've shown you that it's only about his kingdom. I can continue and give you a lot of scriptures about to prove to you that, you know, um, it's about what you do for God. 
In point five of chapter four, that's a very important topic. He says that lay pastors and volunteers will become prominent in the last days. Lay pastors and volunteers will become prominent in the last days. And you, you read it in Acts chapter 18, verse 3 to 4. Acts 18, 3 to 4. Acts 18. Acts 18. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought, for by their occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. So Paul was making tents. He was doing business. But at the same time, too, he would go to the synagogue and go and reason with the people. Are you seeing it? Okay. This is something that God intends for Christians to do. Christianity has not been about four, I mean, like four pastors or being, the, the job being laid on the shoulders of only pastors. Do you understand? Oh, are you here or you're angry with me? What? I will stop preaching you. Ah, you are not smiling. You are not there. Okay, okay, okay. I forgive you your sins. Okay. Or you are soaking in the word. Okay. Even if you are lying, I will take it. You and I will take it like that. All right. Let me show you something. In Numbers chapter 11. Uh, Numbers 11. Go to Numbers 11. Preaching is fun, isn't it? It's fun. Numbers 11, 16. Go to 16. I'm going to read something to you. It's, it's, it's very interesting. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee, Continue. Oh. Brother Fastu. Or is it, is it a sister? Can somebody get the Bible and read? We, we are behind time. Why is it freezing? Ah, did, I, did I read 17 or 16? 16. So it's 17. So I should read 17. Okay. And I will come down, and I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it, not thyself alone. And say thou unto the people, sanctify yourselves again tomorrow, and ye shall eat. Go to 19. Ye shall not eat one day or two days, nor five days. Okay, go, continue. Have I missed my, my destiny or what? Okay. 20. Go to, go to 21. And Moses said, The people among whom are 600,000 footmen. Go to 22. Shall the flocks and the heads be. be okay, continue. And the Lord said unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand worked? Thou shalt go to 24. 
And Moses went out and told the people the words and gathered the 70 men of the people and set them around about tabernacle. Go 25. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke unto them and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the 70 And it came to pass that when the spirit, so I, I should have started to around 24, sorry. All right. So when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Go to 26. But there remained two of the men in the camp. The name of the one was Eldad. And the name of the other was Medad. And they had a cousin called Yodad. <laughs> I just can't help it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's logical. Or if one was Eldad and one is Medad, then there should be a Yodad there. <laughs> And the spirit rested upon them. And they were of them that were written, but went not out unto the tabernacle. And they prophesied in the camp. And there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad, your dad is not included, but Eldad and Medad do prophesy in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, My Lord Moses, forbid them. And Moses said, stop them, they are also, they, they are not among us. You see, they are not among the elite people who can prophesy. So stop them. And Moses said unto him, envious thou, envious thou for my sake. Would God, would God is an English, old English word for I wish. Okay. Would God that all the lost people were prophets. And that the Lord will put his spirit upon them. Would that all the lost people were prophets. And that the Lord will put his spirit upon them. But do you know the desire of Moses was answered in Joel chapter 2 verse 28. When the Lord said that there was going to come a day, a time in the last days that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I will, pour out, I will pour them upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. Even old men, old men like Mr. Pond will be having dreams and be preaching. Old men, old men like Mr. Yimedu will be preaching. Will be preaching, will be standing here. Amen. Amen. Old men, old men like who? Mr. Sims, you are not old, but I should add you to. So only Mr. Yimedu and Mr. Pond. They will be preaching. Upon, we have to see you preaching. Amen. Because the Spirit is upon you. Amen. We have to give you a mic. Be preaching. Mr. Imedu, you should be preaching. Your wife is a preacher. You must also be preaching. Amen. It's not only when you come to church and then you go and eat the contemporary. Oh, why? No, no, Mr. Imedu. No. Amen. Tell me, do like contemporary stupor and your love. Hey, they know you. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says that the God is going to pour his spirit. That is why in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says that, hey, today we didn't do the um, must know memory verse. I forgot. Forgive, forgive. I just mentioned this verse and I remembered. All right. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 
12 verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to who? Is given to who? To profit who? Is given to every man. You see, you see, listen. It is, it is the devil that has been able to enter the church with certain kind of doctrines, teachings, that has made some people be elevated and some people that in the church. You understand? Where people believe, many people, Christians believe that unless I go to this person to pray for me, God won't hear me. Unless I go to a prophet, God won't hear me. And it's the devil that has done that. Instead of you believing that, you see, in the old days, in the Old Testament, we had two groups of people. Okay, we have the priesthood and what was called the laity, ordinary people. Okay, now in the Old Testament, if you are ordinary, if you are not a priest, you're not a Levite, you have to take your sheep or whatever, your sacrifice, to the priest before it can be accepted by God. But in the New Testament, the Bible says that now, 1 Peter 2, now, 2 9, now you are a chosen generation, a royal, a royal priesthood. You're not just a priesthood. You are not just a priest, but a royal one. You are from a royal house. You, you, your royalty is more than a Santini. Yes. You are, you know, how many of you know a Santini? Those who are from Canada say, King. He calls himself a king, but he's a king, though. <laughs> Asantini, he has a kingdom. Hey, when he is playing, don't, don't, don't try. When he sits, don't try. But you are more royal than that man. A priest. So now, now, you don't need to go to anybody to go and present your case to God for you. You don't need any prophets because the priest is the one who presented, who, who like did this on behalf of the people to God. The prophet spoke on behalf of God to men. Are you seeing the difference? Prophet speaks on behalf of God to men. Priest speaks on behalf of men to God. But in the New Testament, the Bible is saying that even you, you can prophesy. And the Bible is saying that you are a priest, royal one. Yes, you see, for administrative purposes, we have pastors, apostles, and all those things. But look, I keep on saying that there is nothing that any pastor can do that you can do. There is nothing. There is nothing apart from the gift of administration. Yes, I mean, no, I mean, I can't preach like Reverend. That's a different gift, you understand. You also cannot preach like reverend. All of we are different, different gifts. We can't, I can't preach like bishop. And what bishop has been able to do, many of us can't do. That is different. I'm talking about going to God. Okay? Going to God, nobody should replace, replace you. you there is, yeah, once you, you are going, that's why you, you pray in the name of Jesus. Once you have the name of Jesus, that's all it matters. 
But you see, there was a time, there was a time, there was a time that the church, all they knew was Jesus. And there was no superstar. You understand? There was no superstar. Then, gradually, it came to a, a time when the, 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 there was a church that came and said it was the Catholic church. The name of Catholic means universal or general. From the Greek word Catholic, it's just general or universal. So, the first person who actually used the word Catholic, that was around 300 AD, meant the universal church. Then the Roman church took it upon itself and declared it was a Catholic church. Then, in order to win people, because Constantine made it like the national church, the church that must be the religion for all, all his people. In those days, kings decide what you do with your, with your life. Okay, so they decided that Christianity was going to be the, the church or the, the religion for the people. But before that, uh, 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 the Romans were pagans. They set idols. Look, the influence of, of the Roman religion, it's not easy, crowd. Oh, it's not easy. Even now, 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 they have influence. Look, look, if you go to Washington Mall, what, you know, Washington, what, the, the, the thing over there, the White House, do you know the White House design? The White House design is from, from ancient Roman and Greek. It's representing uh, 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 gods. Temples. Who? Oh, all of them. Uh, that long thing that is, is where Washington. The, the long thing there. What's the name? Obelisk. Do you know where it comes from? Should I tell you? You want me to tell you? The obelisk, that long thing standing there. Do you, know where, do you know what it is? You don't know. It is called Nimrod's Pharos. Nimrod's Pharos. Are there small boys here? <laughs> oh, yes. Nimrod. It is Nimrod's Pharos. Do you know, do you know Pharos? It's a way. Go, go and look in the dictionary. <laughs> eh? Oh, it's, it is Nimrod's private part. That's what it is. And they say, yeah, that's what, that symbol is in Rome. When you go to, when you go to Vatican, it's there. It's there like that. Oh, you go to Vatican, the picture that I've seen, all the, the so-called saints there, they are all gods. All they had to do was to plaster uh, 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 the cross on it, and it's Christian. That's all it's become. Look, Virgin Mary... And, and, and Virgin Mary and, 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 and what's his, what's his uh, her son? It is not Virgin Mary. It's a Miramis. The name of the... Look, the Statue of Liberty. Every of Liberty is a Miramis. It's a Roman... It's a God. Or you don't know. It's a God. You see that? that this thing there, there. It's, a, it's a picture. It's a sign of a God. Long, it goes long way. Long way to Greek and Rome. Start of liberty. Oh, please. You guys don't know much. It's the old Roman. Look, they did back far, far, far. Oh, 
Look, when it comes to these things, eh, I was telling people in the first service, almost every religion, almost ancient religion, had the story of the, uh, the creation, had the story of the flood. They all had virgin stories. That is why you can go and get, get, meet some people, they are preaching and they will accuse Christianity that Christianity stole the virgin birth story from, from Egypt. Yes. How many of you have heard of Hercules? Hercules is semi-god, semi-man. Look, before Christ came, the devil had tried to paint that picture because the devil knew that the Bible says that the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. And the only way the seed of the woman can be is a virgin birth. So the devil knew. So he tried to put how many of head of, head of Persis? Persis. Hercules was what? Uh, 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 Zeus and, and, and the Persis was also one was Greek, one is Roman. You understand? I'm saying all this to, to, to bring you to a point. That the same people who, who brought all these things also re-established that priesthood and the lakes. You understand? Then, then they changed the whole thing. Now, they brought somebody there who now represents God the Father. So they called him Father. Now, they even called the, the Holy Father. So now, you don't even have to go to God to go and confess. You go to a man to go and confess your sins. Instead of going directly to God, now you need another man. You people don't realize the, 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 the demonic thing in it and the way it's taking people away from Christ. You don't see it. You see? You see so all these things have come to, to, to fill our minds where we think that and we believe that unless you go to a man, God won't hear you. Unless you go to a man. But the power that is in you the Jesus who is in me and is in that pastor is also in you if you have acknowledged him as your Lord. He has given you the same Holy Spirit. He has given you the same Holy Spirit. That is why he's saying, the Bible says that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. Every man to profit with all. And when you said it, you will get to know that it is not when you become mature before the spirit, the spirit is given to you. Even an immature Christian has the Spirit of God. Doesn't be, it doesn't depend on how mature you are. Hallelujah! So when they brought this lady and them back, now God by His Spirit is trying to restore. Are you understanding it? Because when that thing happened, now the work of the lay, per, the lay ministry died. Because now everything must be through the priest. Everything must be through the pastor. But when the church started in the book of Acts, it wasn't about the pastors. It was the lay people, ordinary people. Because when the church started in the, uh, 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 in the upper room, how many people were there? Those who were in the first service don't answer. How many people were there in the, in the, in the, in the, in the upper room? Eh? In the upper room, the book of Acts, Acts of Apostles, how many people were there? 
Eh? Joyce. I asked you, no, I didn't say that. You are not coming too known. Too known. Yeah, you say one, two, you say 12 times 10. What if I don't know 12 times 10? <laughs> one twenty, only 120 people were there. Within some few weeks and months, they had multiplied to thousands. And when they stayed in Jerusalem and did not go out, and then there was persecution and they, they went out. Within some few years, Christianity had become very dominant. And yet, there were only 12 apostles. 12 apostles. The rest were all lay people. In fact, some of the letters that you read in, in the Bible they were addressed to churches that Paul did not find or found. Which one is which? Did not found. Did not what? Joyce, you. Paul did not do what? Find or found. But ordinary people went and started the church and Paul now had to come in. Do, do you understand? Paul now had to come in. What I'm trying to let you see is that Christianity has never been about superstars. It's been about the ordinary people winning, winning. That is why, look, this idea that you, you can be a Christian here and not be a Christian here, it's, a, it's from the devil. How can you say that you are a Christian at home, but when you go to work, you can't be a Christian? How? But you see, we are being lied to, and the devil is using uh, politics and all this to, to even destroy us as Christians. We don't see it. We don't see it. And they tell you that there's a separation between church and state. How can I be a Christian? You come and I, I'm sitting my somewhere, Mr. Baby. I'm sitting my somewhere. And you come and ask me whether I support gay. I say no. Then you say, I am pushing my this on you. I am pushing my, my belief on you. I mean, what, what? how? How? You, you think about it. You see, and many Christians, there are many people sitting here, you believe what I'm saying. You believe that a Christian should not impose his belief on, by saying what you believe in, in public. So, you see, and it is affecting us as Christians because you cannot evangelize somebody at work. You can't talk to somebody at work because you think that you shouldn't impose your belief on, him, on that person. The Bible says that, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creature. Okay. A, a creature, right? So, is a dog a creature? What about, doc, what is the name for Doc or Doc? Doc. This thing is always confusing. Uh, doc, not crocodile. Okay. So, 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 a doc is a creature. Okay. So, the doc must be a doc when it's in the water. But when it comes out, it must be a, a crocodile. 
Or it must be a human being. Okay. Once you are that creature, there is no point in your life that you become less or more of that creature. Do you understand? If you are a human being, there is no point in your life that you are less a human being or more of a human being. Therefore, if Bible says that if you are in Christ, you are a new creature, that creature that God has made you can never be less when you are at home or less when you are at work. Can never. So this idea that Christians, I have had Christians tell me that, oh, I mean, this gay thing, I don't like it. It's not good. But, but you don't have to impose your belief, impose your listen on, on somebody. And people who say they are Christians are saying it. They are saying it. I have had somebody come to me and say that, oh, it is okay. Christian, the person is even winning souls in church. I'm not lying to you. Can you tell me that at that time it was a political reason I'm not even going to say it. Oh, it is okay to lie for a good cause. It's okay to lie for a good cause. Because you see, he has listened to CNN and all those things and he has now did that, that it's okay to lie for a good cause. And he has believed it. He has believed it. Christian. That is why, you see, you, 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 some of you, you are fake. You are fake about this outrage thing. Some carnal man saying a whole lot of things. That one, you are so outraged. Fine, but what about other things? That is more demonic. Let me tell you, a, 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 a country is not, the Bible says that it is righteousness that exhausts a nation. Listen, righteousness, it is not economics. It is righteousness. America became America because of the righteous foundation. That led to the growth that no country has ever seen in the world because they had a unique foundation based on Christian principles. If you remove those principles, you will never get those things again. That's why you don't know. And that is why the devil is fighting against Christian principles in this country. And it's up to us to stand up, preach the gospel, for, and not be paid. Continue to do the work. Come to church. Teach people. The Bible says that when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again the principles. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. Again, you need to be taught again the principles. But there's a time that you ought to be teachers. You ought to be teachers. You ought to be teachers. So teaching is not only Reverend Joe Kumi or uh, 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 Pastor Davis or, or anybody teaching. Everybody should be able to teach. Or you don't believe me? Some of you, when you come to church, you are, you are so holy and can't talk. When you go home, the way you can talk. And when you are with your friends, the way you can talk. Use that gift of talking to teach people about Christ. And not get paid. That is the, the most important. And do it and not get paid. Do it and not get paid. As I'm talking to you, Reverend is in, in, in Philippines, in Manila. He bought his own tickets. They just didn't buy him ticket all. When Reverend travels, nobody buys him ticket all. Nobody. Your money that you give, it doesn't come close to him at all. No, it doesn't. He 
buys his own ticket and go and go to uh, just to help Bishop ministering. Did you see him on, 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 on uh, Facebook yesterday? Yeah. yeah, you saw him behind Bishop with the oil, helping him with the oil and stuff like that. He bought his own ticket. When we travel, we are going for pastors and uh, conference and all that, we buy our own ticket. And we do it joyfully. Because we know we are doing it for the Lord. Hallelujah. So you also teach. Teach and teach and teach. Do the work and not, don't expect us to be paid. Uh, don't expect us to pay you. But believe that God is the one who is going to reward you. That is the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. Because if you are going to uh, uh, rely on the church and paying you, oh, we won't do anything. We can't do anything. In some churches, the, the, the pastor coming to visit, the pastor is coming to visit you, they buy him fuel. They pay for his tools. Everything they pay. But you go and look at those churches. Go and look. Those churches are dying. They are dying. Because they think that if we're a lawyer, you must be a lawyer and not, be, not do the work of God. You cannot be a lawyer and preach. But we believe that you can be a lawyer, you can be, you can be selling tomatoes, you can do everything and still be able to preach, teach, be an engineer, do play drums, even when we face you. Because sometimes when you're doing something, we are not paying you, we are facing you. When you are like, all the people here, they are volunteers, nobody pays them. But they have to go for rehearsal. You, you, when you finish, I'm meeting you. And all the choirs are meeting you. Yesterday I was at your place, 5.30. You were not there. You were supposed to be there at 4 o'clock. I'm coming to face you. You, you, you have no idea. Me, big man like me. Do you know I'm a big man? You know I'm a big man? Go and ask my wife. Big man like me, I went to the to the rehearsal. I was there till five thirty-six or something. Only four people had come. So what should I do to them? Hey, hey, hey. I should hey, thank you, thank you. Uh-huh. You say forgive. I don't like that. I don't like. What should I do? Eh? I should forgive. I should forgive. Why should I forgive? Don't bring yourself. You because. Your husband, what, what should I do to them? I should do what preachers do. I should hit them. Why are you becoming diplomatic and so this and political in your answer? Ah, Liz, what should I do to them? Give them another chance. That's what I want to ask you. What should I do to them? Are you here? And just what should I do to them? Forgive. forgive. Okay, and says I should forgive, so I'll forgive. Everything anybody said didn't matter. What? And this says I should forgive. I'll forgive. But I'll still meet you. I still have to meet you, but I'll forgive you. I won't blast you, but I have to meet you. Amen. How many have understood the message I've preached? I have a lot of things to say, but I, I, the time is on. So are we going to change our mind from today? 
are we going to see a lot of when we call for for minister uh, uh, ministry members meeting come to church don't run away don't go you understand when we say that we want to meet people that is also the contribution you can also give you understand so when we say we want to be and then you dear you just vanish and go it's like you have still not understood the message do you understand what i'm saying so when we say we want to meet you please you you are contributing your quota you are that is that is how much god that's how much you can give to god you understand because everybody look not everybody can can give 20 dollars some give one dollar some give five but they all come together and make the offering in the same in the same way that uh, jesus christ talked to peter when he rose up upon all the foolish things that peter did the betrayal and everything Jesus Christ came to him in John chapter, I think John chapter 12, from 15 to 17. He came and said, they were sitting down and they said, Peter, do you love me? Then Peter said, you pa. You see, he had come to realize that the thing is not by might. Because he was the same person who was boasting that if anybody deserts me, I will be with you. But now, after everything that happened, in Jesus Christ, do you love me? You see, when you look at the words in the Greek, do you agapao me? Agape is the God's kind of love. Peter came down and said, I feel you. A filio is brotherly love. How many of, how many of you know Philadelphia? The city of brotherly love is from the word filio. Okay, so brotherly love, he said, oh, I feel you. Then Jesus Christ said, feed my lamb. He said, feed my lamb. Then Jesus Christ comes again and says, do you agapow me? Then Peter again says that. In fact, Peter was trying to get angry, but he didn't get angry. So, Lord, I feel you. I love you with brotherly love. This guy says it. Okay, now tend to my. First, he said that feed my lamb. Then the second one, he said, tend my sheep. Then Jesus, Jesus Christ asked him again. Now Jesus Christ comes to his level. So you see, in, when you read, you all find love, 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 love. But the third love is not the first love. The third love is now, has now moved from agape to filio. So Jesus Christ comes and says, Peter, do you filio me? And Peter said, Lord, you know, you know everything. <laughs> you know, you know everything. I filio you. Then Jesus Christ begins to say, okay, with that filio love that you have, use it to feed my sheep. Use that filio love to feed my sheep. So whatever level that you have, you always have something. Hallelujah. Because we, we see, we have, we have the new members, new sheep who come. They need to be tended. You see, you give them milk. The first one, feed my sheep, is to give the person milk. Give them milk. The second one, tend my, 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 my lamp. Or he says, that's about bread. Okay, you give them bread. The third one, use that love to give them meat. 
Now, this is a third group of people who are now a little matured. So you give them strong bones, mix. Are you understanding it? So whatever you have, you must be able to give to the Lord. There's no money, but your talent, whatever you know. A lot of you have been in church for a long time. Zayimedu is uh, 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 somebody who has been in Methodist church for a long time, counting money, accountants. You have been in church. We must see you as a teacher. Today I'm on your case. You must be teaching this thing that you come and go and come and go. From today, it must stop. I'm on your case. Because this man is talented, though. But he comes and goes. Mr. Pond comes and goes. From today, will you change? Promise everybody in the church that you, you, you stay. You stay. No, no political talk. No diplomatic talk. You, you stay. You stay. You stay when we have meetings and contribute. You be with your, you stay with your wife when she has a meeting. And then you change. And then you stay. Say yes, pastor. Say yes, pastor, Mr. Paul. Just say yes, pastor. Mr. Paul, yes, pastor. Oh, it's not coming. It's not coming. Okay, so you say it. Okay, I come here. Ndasare, how are you doing? I'm pleased to meet you. Are you pleased to meet me? Okay, so after church meetings, you'll be around. Uh -huh. Mr. 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 Which ministry do you, are you? Welfare, powerful. So, Mr. Sims, uh, meetings. Is there a meeting today? Eh? Okay. No meeting today. Okay, so you can meet him. Uh, uh, yeah, today there will be a meeting. Amen. There will be a meeting. Uh, Mr. Dente, good to see you. Is it Mr. Dente? Oh, I'm very happy to see you. Come on. Wow. Wow, good to see you. Wow. Uh, Mr. Willie. I have not been seeing you at a, 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 a prayer meeting. Were you there last time? When we were meeting at the prayer, uh, Reverend, were you there? You were there. Okay, you are forgiving. Okay. Yes. I have not been seeing you. What was going on? Okay, after church, see me. Amen. Okay, I'm doing inspection. There are people that have not been... Leslie, are you coming for meetings? Do you, do you come for meetings? You have to come for meetings. Okay, so after church, we'll have a meeting. So please see me. Amen. I'm serious. I'm so Michael, how are you? Yeah. So you two have not been, you come to church, but which ministry are you in? No ministry. No ministry. After church, see me. All right, let's talk. Okay, serious. I'm doing serious business, so I'm very, very serious. The church should not be church that you come and then you go. You come and go. I, mean, I don't like that. Uh, it's, not, it's not nice. You don't put your address in there. Come on. Should I come here or I should go back? I should go back. Okay, they say I should go. They are sucking me. They say I should go back. Okay. I, 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 I. As for mama, mama, mama and, and the husband, 
I'm very small. I'm very small. So I'm very small. So I'm going back. I'm going back. They say I should go back. So I should go. I'm going back. Hallelujah. We don't have much time. So we are ending here. Amen. But I'm pleading in the name of Jesus. Let's have a change in heart. Amen. And do the work of God for God himself to bless us. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. All right. If you are here and you don't know the Jesus I'm talking about, you haven't given your life to him. This Jesus is a special one. He's the one who came and died. And if you are here, you are not sure of who you are in Christ. Okay, I was talking about you being able to go to Christ, to go to God straight, without going to any prophet, without going to anybody. You can go to God straight. All you need is Christ. You go through that name. If you don't know that, pe- that name, and you want to give your life to him, I want you to just lift up your hand. I will pray with you after church. I'll see you. Okay? You want to give your life to Jesus. You do not know Jesus as your savior. And you want to give your life to him today. I want to see your right hand, and I'll pray with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's room at the cross for you. Amen. You don't have to go back the way you came. You don't have to go back without knowing the sweet Lord, the sweetest name of all. If you want to know him, he's here. Hallelujah. All right. Okay. We want to take our tithe. If you need an envelope, please. Lift up your hand and let the us. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.